2: Miss to, to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey everybody, welcome to the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty, Luke Johnson is back. We're in the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. We're glad you're with us this afternoon after a dramatic night of uh, Golden Eagle Baseball. I guess I should say a dramatic morning of Golden Eagle Baseball. We're going to be talking to our buddy Jack Duggan, Sports Information Director for the University in just a moment. First, want to thank Dickie's Barbecue, As we do every day for their support of our show, we're grateful to them for all they do and appreciate everything Dickies does for the Southern Miss Athletic Program and the Eagle Hour, and we hope you'll keep that in mind the next time you have a taste for barbecue. All right, Jack, we had to to wait forever. We don't get started until 12.15 this morning. Uh, The game is uh, still going on at uh, at 3 o'clock in the morning, but it was worth waiting for as the Golden Eagles came out smoking. An incredible performance, I thought, by Hunter Stanley and the Golden Eagles, ten run uh, the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers at three o'clock this morning.
3: Yeah, well, actually, it was 259. two fifty nine. Oh, I'm sorry, three Jack.
2: I'm sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> no,
3: I tell you what, it was uh, it was it was a good first game for our, for our, our guys last night. They came out, we scored four in the first, added two more in the third, and then just kind of put the game away in the eighth inning on on charges. Grand Slam, but you know what can you say about Hunter Stanley? You know he retires the first sixteen he faces was dominant. Uh, you know it's fourteen strikeouts, tied a conference USA tournament record. Um, you know he was just he was he was he was fun to watch, and it's the guy who 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 we've we've kind of grown to to, to know and love, and especially as a starter this year. And uh, boy, what an, what an outing he had last night.
2: You know, Jack. i to ask Kelly Sander later on the show. I talked to him earlier this morning. Kelly's a, a dad of a former college baseball pitcher. You're a former pitcher. Uh, it's it's really remarkable when you think that this kid stood around uh, all day, all night, twelve fifteen in the morning before he gets on the mound, and he was as dominant as any pitcher I've seen in a long time in a baseball game.
3: Well, he was. You know, you set the tone, uh, and. You know, I think what he retired. He struck out the first five guys he faced. I mean, that, that's that's setting the tone really early, and uh, you know, that's a credit to him. That's a credit to his pitching coach, Christian Ostrander. Um, you know, it just it just to, to to keep that composure, to keep that all that bottled up, you know, for 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 hours. Mm -hmm. You know, you think you're going to go at seven thirty. You you know you're probably not going to go at seven thirty, but you know you're thinking maybe you'll get started nine nine thirty at night, and then you know you're three hours after that, and um, you you just you just can't help but 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 be but but tip your cap to to the the outing and the effort that Hunter Stanley had last night. No question. This morning, rather.
2: Yeah, this morning, right? Uh, Should report that. Florida Atlantic has just eliminated Charlotte. The number one seed goes two in barbecues in the tournament, and of course, the Golden Eagles. Uh, well for the it seems like for the hundred fifty fourth time, we'll play Louisiana Tech. Actually, I think it's the ninth time uh, tonight. Uh, scheduled for seven thirty, should be a very exciting atmosphere. All right, Luke Johnson is back, and before we get back to baseball, Luke, I have to report to you that Jack has been hitting Italian. And seafood restaurants he got a little sidetracked last night because of the delay, uh, but uh, wanted to update you and uh, you know if you have any caloric uh, intake uh, information you want to share with Jack now is your opportunity
0: Jack no uh, I can't judge you because I've been at the beach the last three days so uh, no judgment at all from me brother so uh, eat, well, eat whatever good. you want I already Bob doesn't know that i re- that I actually recommended the hog heaven to you at, at uh, Johnny's pizza house, but you're stuck on your mighty meaty.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but and I, ha- you know, believe it or not, I have not gotten there yet. That's probably, that's probably going to be on the agenda tomorrow. So,
2: <laughs> all right, Luke, get in here with the old left hander. You've been out of out of pocket for a few days.
0: Jack uh, there was never really any question last night I was texting some guys and reaching out to some guys the, the the conference didn't impose any type of midli- midnight deadline but I mean you know when when they go into the 11th there they finished in the 12th but just like there's no way they're going to play this but it seems like listening to coach Barry there was never any question from him or Western Kentucky that they were going to play it
3: well I mean you, you got really nowhere to go I mean I mean you're here you're here until until you lose two so uh, you know, I, I when it, when the game kind of got into the twelfth, I thought, well, maybe we won't play tonight, and then and then I'd gotten word that it looked like that 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 they, that indeed we were going to try to play, and and that's exactly what happened, and uh, so so it was, it was it was good, it was a fun night. I tell you what, big 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 props to uh, all of our fans that were here last night. I mean, if you listen to the game and. Or saw it on saw it on ESPN Plus. Uh, you know there was a good contingent of Golden Eagle fans here last night, and they were loud and they were having fun. And you know that's what it's all about. And you know so that was that was that that probably you know is a huge thing uh, about last night's game as well that we don't really talk a whole lot about is is the, is the fan support that that not only we've had you know here in Ruston this week but but just. All season and, and over the last however many years that people have just really grown to love Southern Miss baseball.
0: Jack, uh, pretty impressive offensive output last night. Eight of the nine Golden Eagles get hits. Six of them multi hits. I think six, uh, drove in RBIs. Dickerson's three for three in the nine hole. But, uh, we get to play Louisiana Tech tonight and Lane Burrows kind of did something halfway odd. He held Fincher out in game one. And so Fincher, kind of the, the Bulldogs best picker, a pitcher will go against, uh, the pitcher of the year in Conference USA, Walker Powell tonight.
3: Well, it's 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 a dream pitching matchup i mean that's what you that's that's that second night game that you look forward to that winters bracket game and uh you, i mean it should be it should be a great affair i mean it should it should just be you know who's who's gonna be who's gonna be the bigger you know who's gonna have more success tonight and you know it's gonna be it's gonna be one one giant against another and you know we all know Fincher's a great pitcher. But you know what, Walker Powell's not too shabby himself. <laughs> He's pretty good. So it's just yeah. going to, to see who's going to be the better man tonight. I look forward to it. These are the kind of games you really look forward to.
2: Jack, give us a little uh, taste of, of what so far it's been like having the tournament at the new facility there in Ruston.
3: It's been good. I mean, Louisiana Tech, they've been over backwards for us uh, and all the other uh, six teams uh, that are here this week uh, show nothing but hospitality. You know, it's a great, it's a great venue, um, obviously a new venue, uh, but, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's, you, you, know, you want to, you want to play somewhere where there's very few distractions that people enjoy their baseball and that is a, is a great atmosphere. And I think that, I think that Ruston is one of those places, mm. um, and certainly here at, at, at the Love Shack and, uh. You know I know our kids enjoyed it last night, and there was a, there was a really a good a good crowd, a good good buzz, a good energy for the for the UTSA Louisiana Tech game as well.
2: Well, that that should be amplified about five times tonight at seven thirty. I, I guess you're expecting a full house and a really electric atmosphere.
3: Well, I, I mean, how could you not? I mean, this will be the ninth meeting between the two teams. Five of the games uh, have been decided by one run this year. Another one was decided by by two runs. So it, it's, it's been, it's been really, really tight ball games all the way through. And, uh, you know, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out tonight. You know, the Eagles, the Eagles can figure out a way to win tonight. They get tomorrow off and then, you know, they'll have to be beaten twice on Saturday. Um, uh, to uh, not make the championship game, so you know, win tonight, you're in the driver's seat.
2: Well, I tell you who we thought, but you know who we thought there could be a really good chance being in the championship game was Charlotte. They come in as the number one seed. They're already gone. They're the first team eliminated. So Does it prove what we talk to you about all the time, Jack? You just cannot predict the outcome of a college no. baseball game.
3: Gosh, no. You, you, you know, it's, it's who's playing well at the right time and and. Yeah, it's just it's just crazy, and, and you know something something small might happen, and it just kind of changes the momentum, and and you know sometimes it's tough to get back. You know sometimes you go into a funk, and and it's and it's tough to it's tough to get out of it. You know you see teams that are playing real well, and all of a sudden they go somewhere, maybe you know for a weekend conference series, and and something something happens that's out of the ordinary, and they end up getting swept. And 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 you know sometimes it it goes into a five game losing streak, but you know you, you know you just gotta you just gotta figure out a way to play well, and that's the one thing that I think over the last seven to eight years the Gold Eagles have been able to do is they've been able to find a way to play well down the stretch.
2: All right, Jack, we sure appreciate you getting up and talking to us today after notes. Hopefully tomorrow when we chat, you'll be a little more rested. We'll be talking to you from Camp Shelby tomorrow, Jack. No, sounds good. We'll look forward to talking about a good, good, great baseball game tonight, buddy. Thank you for your time. All right, guys.
3: Y'all take
2: care. All right, Jack Duggan, everybody. Sports Information Director, Southern Miss, playing injured this morning, playing with very little sleep, but... Making his promised appearance on the Eagle Hour, and for that, uh, we're very grateful. So, the Miss Athletes are doing very well in the classroom. We're going to be talking uh, to the lady that's largely responsible for that next. Stay with us.
0: southern miss to the top top. you're tuned in to the eagle hour Eagle Hour continues on this Thursday. Appreciate Jack Duggan, SID for Southern Miss, reporting live from Ruston. Eagles uh, defeat Western Kentucky last night 11-1, to finish at 3 a.m. in the morning. They got Louisiana Tech tonight in the winner's bracket at 7.30. That's, of course, a tentative start first pinch, and we all know that because of what we experienced last night. Already one uh, game in the books uh, today. FAU knocks out Charlotte, the uh, regular season champion, 9-8. to eight, And then coming up uh, in just a, a few minutes, Middle Tennessee and Old Dominion in the winner's bracket, in the top side of the bracket. Second, second segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you every day by Campus Bookmark located on Hardy Street, in Hattiesburg, you can swing by there. And as we are cheering these Golden Eagles on in postseason play, buy you some Eagle swag. Go ahead and get football, uh, merchandise and jerseys and all that taken care of. And you can shop anytime, 24 seven at campusbookmark.net. Luke Johnson, Bob Getty from the First Bake Studios in Hattiesburg and downtown Laurel. It has been an outstanding, not only, uh, athletic season, but when you look at what the Golden Eagles have done in the classroom, it is uh, pretty amazing. A school record, 3.1 GPA, cumulative GPA for all athletes this spring semester. And wanted to talk about uh, what goes on behind the scenes and who's responsible for all these things. Fortunate enough to have with us today Kylie Amato, she's the Associate Athletic Director for Academic Support Services and she's one of the main reasons why the Eagles are doing so well in the classroom. Kylie, welcome to the Eagle Hour. Thank you. Just wanted to, an opportunity we've been talking about this the last few weeks and uh, the kind of the joke with baseball is all four of our starting pitchers have low earn, lower earned run averages than their their GPA uh, and uh, <laughs> it's been an absolutely amazing semester and when you look at I think 222 may be the number of athletes that have over a 3.0 kind of just let's begin just kind of comment uh, about generally about the semester and how great it's been in the classroom.
4: Yes, I mean academically, you know, that the kids did really well in the classroom overcoming lots of obstacles with still adjusting to the pandemic and virtual learning and you know, a a traditionally face-to-face classroom setting now being over a computer screen, tutoring done virtually, definitely couldn't have been done without, you know, the determination of our student athletes, the the support that we get from our coaches, administration, and my staff. Um, you know, we worked endless hours with these kids and Communicating and making sure that not only are they taking care of business academically, but that we're keeping them mentally, health, you know, healthy, um, and very proud of them. We had 54 student athletes that made the president's list, which means they earned a a wow. perfect 4.0 GPA for the spring semester. And then, in addition to that, students that earned a 3.5 to a 3.99 GPA were 70 student athletes. And if you look into what the spring semester looked like for us, we had all sports competing this spring semester except football because everyone's season was postponed due to COVID. Um, so not only did they make huge adjustments athletically, they also continued to maintain and balance their academics. And, yes, we had a total of 222 student-athletes that had a 3.00 GPA or higher for the spring semester. So it's a lot of, you know, a lot of achievement achievement for our student-athletes and a lot of excitement and just a a team effort all the way around in the athletic department and the academic side.
0: Yeah, I didn't think about that. We have been talking about how all you know all the sports, but I didn't even think about the fact that this is really the first time the academic side of that. I mean, what's the hardest adjustments for basically having everybody playing this spring except football and focusing on academics to be crucial as it is?
4: Um, I, for us, probably time management, and probably the same thing for the student athletes. Um, just you know, having a traditional fall schedule or a fall season where you play Friday, Sunday and you know the routine and you know, that's the biggest thing for these student athletes is, is having consistency, consistent schedules every single day. And in the spring, every single week was different. And so a traditionally sport that would play, you know, Friday, Sunday for conference this spring being postponed and playing the spring semester, they maybe went to a Tuesday, Thursday schedule. So you know, we had to juggle some things, and, and I always joke and say it's a smorgasbord of putting things together, but working with class schedules, working with professors, um, sending out travel letters and making sure that faculty knew what students were doing and just, again, it, it, it's a team effort with individuals on campus, the academic side, the support, and just understanding that everyone was going through the same thing. Everyone was exhausted. Everyone was balancing so many things. And on top of that, in October, we moved into our brand-new Bauer Academic Center, and so we transitioned from roughly a 3,000-square-foot academic center to a 17,000-square-foot academic center, still maintaining social distance following CDC guidelines, and so we did all of that on top of all of the other things that were going on. So it's a huge testament to the determination and dedication of our students and coaching staff and administration.
2: Kylie, they couldn't have named the uh, academic center any better than naming it after Jeff Bauer, who graduated 90-plus percent of all of his kids uh, from college and and was nothing but a winner uh, as a football coach. We see a lot in the sports world. Some of these big universities, where basketball is one and done, where you come in one year and you're really auditioning for the NBA. Fair to say, I think at least the image is there are some football programs around the country that are, that are in a sense, sort of you know testing grounds for the NFL draft. But that's not the case with the vast majority of athletes, is it? Because Only a very, very slim number of those kids are ever going to play professional sports. We don't hear a lot about – we don't hear as much about the the kids that come in, really hit the books for four years, play their sport, and move on to other venues in life, do we?
4: We don't know, sir. And, you know, one of the things that that I love about this job and get to brag about that's not really talked about is that a lot of our students not only graduate with their undergraduate degree – but several of them are graduating with their master's degree because they do come in and they're, they're disciplined and, you know, they're pushed by us, they're pushed by their coaches, coaches they're pushed by their parents. Um, and so we have several in, in, in baseball right now that are, that are playing tonight with working on their master's degrees in the fall with football. We're going to have several on the field that will have already graduated with their undergraduate degree and are either starting a second bachelor's or a master's program, you know, when those are the statistics that you don't hear about. Um, You know, we've got volleyball players, soccer players. We've got a ton of athletes that are working on professional degrees that are still competing for their sport. And so, you know, those students, again, you don't ever hear about those statistics in academics and athletics.
2: Is it unfair to assume that that the the bigger the stage of an athletic program, the less important academics are is that an unfair assumption to make?
4: um I don't really know that it's an unfair statement. I think that's an assumed statement um you know but I, I've worked at other programs um in power five power five schools where academics was a significant priority um you know so i don't think i can't speak for every power five school um so i I think it's an assumed presumption i don't Mm -hmm. know that it's an unrealistic one though
2: what percentage of kids uh, do you think come through college and play collegiate athletics that go on to have professional careers
4: Um, I'm horrible with numbers, which I'm embarrassed to say that, but working in the schools that I've worked at and and, and being in this profession for 20 years, probably five to seven percent holistically, if I had to give a number.
2: Mm -hmm. So, so the, the importance of, of leaving your collegiate athletic career with a, with an employable degree cannot be overemphasized.
4: No, sir, it cannot.
2: Right. All right, Luke. What else you got for Collie?
0: Collie, about a minute left. Uh, I know you, you mentioned the, the guys playing tonight, um, and when you look at out there, twenty-seven baseball players that I believe is the number 3.0 or above. You look at track and field; we've got thirteen with Coach Stewart out there. Uh, you know, so so many are competing at the highest levels, and yet they just they just ran the table. Uh, in in the classroom um, this spring, I know at the end of a semester like this, you got to sit back and, and just smile and be thankful for what you and your staff have done.
4: I am I am very pleased um, again it, it is a team effort, and so I cannot take any of the credit without my counselors, without our learning specialists, you know without the many people that that have their hands in the pot. It just one person can't can't do it all um, and the support that we get. I mean, to say that we finished with a record high department GPA of a 3.103, it's stellar in itself. itself. And to then have 13 of our 15 sports finish with a team GPA of a 3.0 or higher, that's huge
2: great work kylie we really appreciate all you do we know you did this same fine work at mississippi state and we're very happy for you that you were able to escape the dark side and, uh, and come, come here to hattiesburg thank you for being on the eagle hour yes
4: sir thank y'all all for
2: right. having me kylie amato everybody we'll be back and miss to the top. Hey, glad you're with us this afternoon around the state on the Super Talk affiliates online wherever you may be joining us. We appreciate as always when you tune in to the Eagle Hour. Our thanks to Kylie Amato for uh, the great work she does on the academic side of athletics at Southern Miss. Also to our buddy Jack Duggan. Always, always fun when we have Jack on the show. Four Street Bar and Grill. They'll be showing the uh, La Tech uh, Southern Miss game tonight, and of course they'll be showing every Conference USA game uh, down on ESPN Plus. Great food, great beverage. Uh, great time to uh, get together with all your Southern Miss buds. And uh, it's going to be an exciting weekend uh, here in Hattiesburg as well as in Ruston. And you can take in all the action, of course, at 4th Street Bar and Grill. Chris Pica is a member of the Conference USA communications staff, and we certainly appreciate him coming on the show today. Uh, Chris, uh, you guys uh, had to deal with the weather and, uh, you know, an extraordinarily late night of baseball into the early morning hours. Uh But just quickly, your evaluation of how the tournament is off and running right now.
5: Well, you know, it's tough when you get two hours behind. Uh, We don't normally get, uh, you know, get morning rain here in this part of Louisiana, but it's uh, in in the early hours. Uh, The good news, as opposed to maybe those, is that Louisiana Tech's field is completely turf, including the mound and plate area, so there are no tarps. And that you're in a situation of a of any sort of rain delay, your time to get back on the field and play is is reduced greatly. And so you can you can get out there almost not instantaneously. You got to let pitchers warm and all that, but mm-hmm. it's certainly not the you know thirty minutes, forty minutes as you're trying to drain the tarp and you know make sure the field and water, or anything else like that happens. So we were able to get going by eleven o'clock uh, central yesterday. Um, but you know, the third game we we've set a record for the longest game by time. Uh Louisiana Tech and U T S A played four hours and fifty nine minutes. And then we played the fourth game of the day, and that was uh, Southern Miss and WKU. That started at twelve fifteen in the morning here, and uh, <laughs> our last pitch. Thank you to Mr. Sargent and hit the uh, hit the home run, hit the grand slam to go to the run rule. We finished at uh, two fifty nine a.m. So right. uh, we were back at it at nine o'clock this morning, and and uh, we're we're rolling. The, the skies are mostly clear here. We're not expecting any weather today. This is an absolutely beautiful day for baseball. But aren't they all?
2: No question about it. Uh, I'm such an idiot. I was actually, uh, up until the record was broken last night, I was at the longest Conference USA tournament game back in Jackson many years ago with Houston and Southern Miss, and uh, I remember uh, my wife left the stadium. We actually lost that night, so last night was much better. It was about 5 o'clock in the morning when we got back home uh, in Hattiesburg, but uh, uh, last night was certainly certainly eventful, and I think we were all grateful that Sargent hit that uh, grand slam. Uh, they're well, again,
5: from a conference perspective, we we don't have a rooting interest. We we want everybody to have a great week and succeed. But I, I think there were those, you know, who weren't a part of the conference staff who were probably very relieved that the <laughs> night was over with, uh, and that we were able to, to to get on to today and stay on on time, which we in eighteen and nineteen was a bit of an issue, as you know, because of right. rain and lightning. Right. But what a great uh, so we're, we're year, Chris. Long time.
2: What, what a great year for Conference USA to have four teams in the top 20 in this tournament. Uh, is this maybe the, the, the best baseball season we've seen?
5: Uh, you'd have to go back probably to the early 2000s, you know, when Tulane was still in the league, Houston was still in the league. You might look at some of the East Carolina. You would look at those years and say, this is, this is comparable. Um, to, to those times, but in recent years, as far as USA is concerned, this is certainly the best season that we've had probably in in two decades they have four teams sitting in the top 20 and you know probably all four going to to the regionals and we'll see how many of those will host
2: right Luke.
0: Chris, uh, interesting with with Old Dominion because they're the highest RPI team. They didn't submit a bid, but you know you might actually have two one seeds. You might actually have a, a host uh, between Charlotte and Louisiana Tech or Southern Miss. May get two of those. There's really a big uh, a big possibility. Old Dominion could be a one seed, you know, playing at someone else's park. And I mean, that'd just be huge for Conference USA.
5: It would be tremendous to have one seeds. We all know how much of a uh, of a impact that has. Uh, especially you know when you when you get to those regionals and you're playing this four team regionals to win the first day, to put yourself in the driver's seat an opportunity to get into the driver's seat game and and be able to, to save on pitching and, and those you know and every situation that comes up from there. When you're in a two three game, you get in a tougher game, maybe you go a little bit deeper into your bullpen than you'd prefer to do. Uh, and if you're not lucky to, to win and you go into the loser's bracket, it's a lot harder to work your way through it, even in a 14-regional. Uh, so uh, anytime you can get any of our teams in that position, in that one position, you know the, the key is they, to get as many through to the Super Regionals the following weekend.
0: Love Shack's gonna be rocking tonight. Southern Miss and Louisiana Tech meet for the ninth time uh, uh, this season, and I guess Chris, just comment overall. It, it, it's such a redemption story this week, and it's awesome to see our friends in Ruston bounce back. And it seems like all the fans and everyone's been enjoying the new uh, new park there in Ruston.
5: What an absolutely beautiful facility. I mean, I worked minor league baseball in the mid nineteen nineties. It was a lot of the a lot of the newer minor league parks that have been built here in recent years this is a mini minor league park it's, it's it's a it's a tremendous setup it's one of the best in cusa certainly uh... you know our friends in hattiesburg and our friends in right at rice you know tremendous facilities as well um, you know the credit goes to the louisiana tech staff after everything that this area has gone through with the with the tornadoes um, and, and everything else they to have a facility like this and to be able to host this event and host it as well as well as they have it's a credit to all of them and and to all the conference really to have the season that we had, and that we're able to have four ranked teams here, and have great crowds, and great weather, and and uh, you know we'll hopefully uh, you know we'll get to Sunday and see who uh, see who walks away with the trophy.
2: So it's not going to hurt their feelings that Southern Miss is going to win the tournament, is it, Chris? <laughs>
5: I, I can i i cannot comment on anything to do with any
2: of our teams <laughs> hey chris before oh, okay. we don't we don't want to do, we don't want to do this interview with you without taking just a minute to talk about a guy that was really dear to luke and i both and i'm so happy to see that his initials are on the pitcher's mound russ anderson was a a frequent guest on this show through the years really never turned us down when we asked him and Uh, helped us so much broadcasting the show from the tournaments uh, on the Gulf Coast. Your your thoughts about Russ Anderson and and I know it has to be, for all of you guys in the league, it has to be kind of a bittersweet weekend.
5: Personally, it it was a great loss. Russ and I were friends going back 27 years. Um, I worked at UAB uh, back from the mid-90s to the 2000s. Russ came and helped me when I worked for the New Orleans Saints on the PR staff. I brought him in to help us at training camp and and at the draft and we were such good friends for so many years, and he brought me back to the league in, in January to assist them with a lot of things, with the, with the overlap of sports. Um, it was such a, a cruel blow to everyone who knew and loved him, either in life or in college athletics, uh, to have him pass and, and for him not to be here. But he, is, as you mentioned, he is remembered well. We had a moment of silence prior to the Latex Tech game last night. We will do the same thing, uh, at the championship game on Sunday. If you watched the broadcast, you saw the RDA, uh, All stenciled right. behind the mound. Uh, there each team is wearing helmet stickers, uh, with his, uh, with his initials and the style and color of the, of the Chicago White Sox, his favorite major league team, which I'm sure he talked about on air with you guys a little mm-hmm. bit sometimes. Uh, and, uh, we have a seat for him here in the press box with, uh, some baseball signed by coaches and the SIDs, uh, his photo and credential, uh, and those are going to be sent to his uh, his sister in Downers Grove, Illinois, uh, and and his family who have uh, just been just been tremendous through all of this, and we miss him so so much. Uh, I, I can I begin to tell you how how much that hurt a lot of people and in, in, in the conference and, and around college athletics and. Um, You know, how much he was loved. And and, and I, I can't say anything more than that, quite honestly.
2: No, he was an infectious guy. I mean, we loved every time we had, every time Luke and I interacted with Russ. And Luke, I know you agree, it was just a great experience.
5: Russ
0: never was. had a bad he never, day in
2: air press never, box ever. You know. No, no. He loved. <laughs> well, he did the game. when
0: Corky Palmer was up there getting on him. I mean, that was uh, <laughs> that's one of the things that we all we all did. But Russ took it in stride because he knew yes, he when Corky yes, walked yes, into did. a room, it was Corky's room. I'm I'm sure you witnessed Coach Palmer. Give it to him. I, I, I did. I, I witnessed Coach
5: Denson. I witnessed Coach Barry. I witnessed yeah, Coach Corky. I mean, those those three in a row. I mean, tremendous coaches all, and then they all. You know, great personalities and great ambassadors for for Southern Miss. And Russ always enjoyed going down to Hattiesburg and and going to the games there. And like I just said, he never had a bad day in a press box. He loved working with you guys in the media. He loved working with the sports information directors. He enjoyed working with the coaches and the student-athletes, and he saw everything. And uh, I invite folks, if if I may, on Conference USA's website, conferenceusa.com. Russ did a retrospective a year ago when the tournament was canceled. Uh, about the first 24 tournaments and how much he enjoyed it and some of the great memories. And so we reprinted that article yesterday Hmm. Uh, so so that people could read what he enjoyed so much and also gave us a chance to kind of remind folks of... Of what he meant to us at the conference USA and to all of our member institutions.
2: I think that's the, I think that's the best way we could end this interview is is talking about Rust. Chris, I want to thank you uh, very much. Uh, we look forward to having you guys here at Pete Taylor Park next year, and uh, we look forward to the remainder of the what's off started to be a great tournament in Ruston this weekend. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. All right, Chris Pika everybody from the communications office. Conference USA, and we say that with complete and total sincerity, our feelings about losing Russ Anderson. We'll do that.
3: Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top.
0: Final segment on this Thursday brought to you by D-Bat and D1 Training. Hardy Street in Hattiesburg, great facilities. Great facilities for you to train, great facilities to get Practice and instruction. It's all there at DBAT and D1. Luke Johnson, Bob Getty from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and downtown Laurel. Thankful to have you on the Eagle Hour today. Just an update from the Conference USA baseball tournament in Ruston, uh, Florida Atlantic knocks out the regular season champion Charlotte earlier today nine to eight, and currently in the top of the third. Number eight seed Middle Tennessee leading. Uh, Old Dominion one to nothing that's in the top of the third on tap later uh, today it will be UTSA in Western Kentucky that game scheduled for four o'clock uh, obviously it'll be pushed back and then the nightcap for the ninth time this season Louisiana Tech southern miss scheduled for 7:30 but it will probably be later than that we're gonna go up to the great state of Indiana Kelly Sander on the uh, the phone with us and Kelly you may have actually been uh, awake and uh, doing something with the general public while the Eagles were playing down in Ruston last night. What's going on up there in Indy?
1: Yeah, but rest assured, Luke, I was keeping track of how the Eagles were doing. We're here uh, on Main Street in Indianapolis, uh, about a quarter of a mile from the Speedway track, raising money today for Indy charities. Uh, Indy car drivers Sebastian Saavedra, James Hinchcliffe, and former winner Alexander Rossi, Connor Daly, some of the other Indy... Drivers here uh, raising money for indie Charities. It's going to be a big American Cornhole League uh, national tournament here in a little while. Again, raising money for charities, getting ready for the big race on Sunday. So, uh, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a great day. Weather's supposed to move in tomorrow, but all things are supposed to play out for the weekend. Wish you guys were here. Kenny, Kenny Moore of yeah, the Colts uh, is also the cornerback out of Valdosta State. Yeah.
0: We'll, we'll get get Bob in get Bob autographs. He needs since there's no one on the Redskins to give autographs. He, he needs some right. something. Right. Hey, uh, heard heard you you got us a, a really good guest for tomorrow for the show when we're down at Camp Shelby.
1: Yeah, uh, Hattiesburg native uh, Tanner Shufly, whose uh, stage name, if you will, is Dale Tanhart. He is part of the Garage Guys. They are they are bloggers, excuse me, bloggers with a V, uh, and they have this this. Uh, video podcast they have a social media site that they have is just blown up all over the world and they've got national sponsorship and he's up here running his inside tailgating show uh specifically from indianapolis but he's a hattiesburg native and has uh some southern mish ties and we'll be talking with him tomorrow this should be a should be a lot of That's fun as cool. we continue our live reports from indy
0: Good deal. Bob, you and I are going to be on the road tomorrow down at, at Camp Shelby and uh, hopefully celebrating, not as late, but hopefully celebrating win number two for the Golden Eagles. No question. And we're really excited
2: about being down there tomorrow. It's going to be a Memorial Day a ceremony, the grand opening of a new uh, USO facility down there. The commander of Camp Shelby, Colonel Rick Weaver, is going to be on the show tomorrow. And, Kelly, if you can walk away from whatever that noise is, I, I want to ask you this. Uh, you were the, you're the dad of a college baseball pitcher. Uh, your thoughts about a kid like Hunter Stanley last night who has to hang around the hotel and doesn't get to pitch, uh, was supposed to pitch at 7.30, doesn't start till 12.15 a.m., strikes out 14 batters in eight innings, and is completely and totally dominant. How, how big an achievement is that, Kelly?
1: The word that comes to mind, Bob, is maturity maturity i mean you you have to be mature and and know what you're doing in order to uh to be able to turn it on at will and that's essentially what he had to be able to do because again as we talked about yesterday on the eagle hour pitchers are such creatures of habit uh they they prepare their meal to eat their meal at a particular time prior to the first pitch they listen to the same music they have not an almost unhuman-like routine, getting ready for the game, and then it just keeps getting pushed back and gets pushed back and gets pushed back. And I just don't think that inexperienced pitchers would be able to do that. Uh, it's, it's remarkable. I mean, there there are other words that are overused, but I, I was just, just something for him to be able to do that. And I would say that about any pitcher, not the fact that it was Hunter Stanley. But, again, a freshman or a sophomore kind of guy would never be able to to deal with what he had to deal with
2: yesterday. And it was
1: the same for both teams, but, I mean, it's a testament to him and how he prepares to get ready to go out and do
2: battle whenever. All right. Your thoughts, Luke?
0: Yeah, I mean, you look at his line, he had a perfect game in the sixth. Eight innings, three hits, one run, one walk, 14 strikeouts in 108 pitches. And, again, I mentioned it at the top of the show, but Montenegro, Trimble, Ewing, Lynch, McGillis, and Dickerson all had multiple hits last night. Uh, several more Golden Eagles drove in multiple RBIs. And so uh, it sets it back up tonight, Kelly. You got the pitcher of the year, Walker Powell, nine wins going against Tech. Tech saved their their best pitcher, Fincher, for tonight. Another lefty for the Golden Eagles to face. How do you see it?
1: They were anticipating that. Louisiana Tech really rolled the dice, I think. But it, but it worked out at least, at least that worked out in their favor, that they timed it or, or set the pitching rotation so that they would go – Left-handers. There is a perception that Southern Miss is a little susceptible to left-handed pitching. Um, on a side note, you guys, the the fact that, that Charlotte went out so quickly is really bad news. And if Middle Tennessee, if Middle Tennessee gets hot, that oh my gosh, I would I would hesitate to think what disastrous results that would be for all the other teams in Conference USA.
2: All right, Kelly, we appreciate you checking in with us every day from Indianapolis. We look forward to that guest you have tomorrow, and uh, we really look forward to being at Camp Shelby for a very special day, uh, Eagle Hour, along with the JT Show, uh, broadcasting from Camp Shelby tomorrow. Okay, the full Gang is back for the first time this week, so let me say, guys, Southern Miss. To the top. To the top.
4: Into the future. No to the sea Fly i like am let my spirit carry me i want to fly like a bird to be free
0: the a super talk mississippi yeah. media production